Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM, Channel 80, your smart speaker. Download the podcast. Good morning, fellows. Facts. What's up? What up, baby? What's up? How you what's doing? Up, what's up? What's up? What's up? Thursday. What's yeah. up, man? Friday is good. OBJ you, sign you yet? Oh, yeah. You yeah, cool? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you the, sleep last the, night? I did sleep last night. I got mm, six hours. Okay. Which is, for me, pretty good. You got contacts in? No. The green ones? Them yours? Those, these, these are all mine. <laughs> Baby <laughs> blues. Baby blue. And red. <laughs> you know, well, I don't they sleep yours enough. for real, though? Huh? They, they, those are yours. The eyes. These are all mine. No, I don't feel that, though. I think you got contacts in to keep Stop it one gazing into my eyes. No, I, I think you got contacts in. Because mm. usually people that look like you don't have those type of eyes. It hmm. shines a little bit. There's a shine. You fake them out, you know what I'm saying, and put them in. Matter of fact, I even I got, actually I got saw that you in L.A. You had green ones. <laughs> I got that surgery to correct my vision, but I didn't. my, my eyes weren't shaped right for the new Uh-oh. one. I had to get the old surgeries. My eyes are dry a lot. Were yeah. you, and, and seriously, were you scared? <clears throat> Yes. I know, because every time yes. people tell me that, I'd be like, man, I don't know what I would do, Jay. Yeah. If there's like, What if there's an earthquake, right? A, no, it's not an earthquake, earthquake. just the, the fact that I guess because I have a really close friend who's a neurosurgeon, mm-hmm. like one of the best in the world, blah, blah, blah. The president would do all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and so I had, I went to one of his surgeries and I, I happened to see him do a brain surgery and his actual hands <laughs> are insured and he was explaining everything to me and it was just like if he went precision. like that the precision is very precise and they moved the nerve the wrong way mm. it could be toast for somebody and I'm like man and I think every time somebody tell me about the LASIK eye surgery yeah. stuff I'll be like man because but you never hear it know, going wrong though I, I how do they it? do it Knockwood, you know? I get it I get it no well mine I didn't get LASIK I had to get PRK the old one because of the shape of my eye. And that's, by the way, so you got it the, was uncomfortable. So you didn't get like the updated nah, iOS. It, I did got, not. I got, got 1.0. 1. So you got to go back in at some Damn. point to update it. But I'll tell you. <laughs> eventually. Eventually. But I'll tell you this. It was, it's, it was bad. Like, you know, it was uncomfortable. My eyes were real dry so for like the not, first year. So you're not out. Like, this is not putting you out. Like, you're not sleep. You're nah. Awake. Nah, nah. You're awake. Really? What? I, I know. Yeah, that's the eyelids. It is. It is. It is disturbing and uncomfortable. And my one, I had like a year of dry eyes, the best thing I ever did. It's the no, best. And, and the new okay. one, the Clear, pe- clearly, it's the best thing for you, but it just seems to me like as a scary cat, because I'm yeah. really a scary cat when it comes to certain stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like things like that is, I think about the worst. You know, I thought, I thought, oh, what if there's an earthquake or something? Like, guy, yeah. yeah. But I'm saying if there's an earthquake, if there's an earthquake, you got bigger problems. <laughs> like, you know, like every, there's always a reason not well, to do something. you got to see what's going on. Yeah, I put it off for years I, and I did it a while ago, but Hopefully I Hopefully we don't have an eye uh, sponsor. <laughs> nah, I'm giving you testimonial. It's great. Now listen, um, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear hotline. We're asking on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, who is more likely to win an MVP going forward? Aaron Rodgers with all the controversy, but on a great team, having another great season, or, or Russell Wilson, who, in spite of the fact that you could point to about five or six years and say, over that time, he was the best player in football, but he never got an MVP vote. He, he won't get one. I, 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 no, he'll get a vote. He'll never get one. Never win an MVP. He'll get a vote, but he'll never win an MVP. Why? Well, first of all, he's already there at the age point. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't know that Russell Wilson is going to get <clears throat> any better than he already is. Yeah. I, it, you know, it, I just don't. And Pete Carroll, his system is not set up for Russell Wilson to get an MVP. He's been, I'm, I'm saying, maybe not any one season he was the best in the league. But if for, you took, for several years, and he you was overall. Them, yeah, yeah, but it. I just don't believe that Russell Wilson will ever win an MVP. Uh, he probably odds and are against okay. it right guess now. And that's okay. Guess who's going to Hall of Fame that never won an MVP? Russell Wilson. No, guess who's going into Hall of Fame that never oh, won an MVP? This year? No, he'll go in five years. Who? Drew Brees. Hey, well, wait. Yeah. How, how, old is, uh, how old is Russ? 32, maybe? 32. He's not really at the time. I mean, when, did, Jay, it, did Aaron Rodgers win one at 37? Didn't Peyton Manning he's, win one at 37? He's small you, and relies on, you, on, it, on his legs, speak too. Speak to yeah. this dude, man. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah, it, the age factor, let's alleviate that part of it. It's the system, the coach's age. The coach may, at the end of the day, I just feel this. I don't know anything. Pete Carroll may decide to say, you know what, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Because hmm. they may not make the playoffs <clears throat> this year, even with Russell coming back. And if they don't make the playoffs with the Rams in Arizona in that division, in ascending, is on the come up, like you say. And if Trey Lance – Learns the position and yeah, yeah. it's just it's it's tough. It's not just it's, never such a strong word. I, I, never, I, I, such, I, could, I in this one right here, I could say never. Meantime, because he's never got a vote. So hard. Could Jay? Odell put Seattle over the top? Could he help them get to the playoffs? He's still unsigned. And here's the latest: Diana Rossini reports that OBJ is homing in on the Chiefs. Packers and Saints. Jeremy, for there's someone on this show who brought up the Saints. Jeremy Fowler adds that Beckham is still sorting through contract offers from prospective teams as of Wednesday night, per sources. As many as eight teams have made their plays for the talented receiver this week. But you know one team that didn't make a play? Tampa Bay Bucks. Here's Bruce Arians, uh, or B.A., on OBJ. <laughs> Ask you if uh, you're in the other Junior Sweepstakes. Are you part of that? <laughs> no. no. Too many letters. I already got AB. I don't need OBJ. <laughs> Too many receivers. That was simple enough. <laughs> Too many targets. Well, you got OBJ. I mean, AB, BA, TB. Uh, what else you got there? CG. ME. Uh, ME. Who's ME? Mike Evans. Mike Evans. ME. RG. Gronkowski. R.G. What else? He got some other stuff there, too. He does. <laughs> the team of acronyms. C.B., Cameron Brait. He, he got a lot of stuff. He got a lot of stuff. He does, OBJ don't fit, though. He just don't fit for what they – they got – he doesn't need him. That's a luxury piece he that you can't use. OJH. It's like your wife, Max, right? Mm-hmm. She shops for no reason. That's what, the Bucks, that's what the Bucks would be doing. Shopping for no reason. Project other people's wife stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's as experienced. Am, am I not right? They buy stuff. Jay, you, so you getting ready to play this. Oh, I'm, well, not, I'm not getting no. into this conversation. Your no. wife shops no. for no reason. Your wife does not need that extra purse, boy. She, how many damn black purses does she my need? My wife doesn't rock like that. Oh, I'm just trying to tell you the truth Never about mind, my wife. But that's why Max, I what I was saying to you. Max, what I was saying to you. Is he doesn't need another luxury piece. But you know who does? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron (laughs) Rodgers, boy, OBJ would fit it. That's a nice purse to go with with the other purse up in. This dude sitting over here lying to the public. I'm trying to tell you how my wife is. 
But but listen. <laughs> listen to this. Listen right. listen to this, America. This sound, we heard it pre-show. Is you have to Devonte Adams, a real making G. a pitch. To, uh, after I heard this audio, Devontae Adams my new favorite player, I think. Listen to Devontae Adams making his pitch to Odell to come to the Packers. I'm pretty secure in, in what I bring to this offense and this team. Um, and I know what his mindset is based off what he just came from. He'd be happy to deal with, you know, whatever at this point. I mean, he had one catch like six yards in his last game. So I can guarantee you we can get him more than that over here. So. Uh, as long as he's good with two catches, 12 yards, we should be straight. <laughs> oh, I love I that love so much, all, all I can say, man, damn, in that situation, in a, is when a wide receiver, the position, that guy that catches the ball, starts to talk negatively about a quarterback, that means no, nobody will like him. I don't give a damn how well he's playing. They don't like it. OBJ didn't already had a communication with Devontae. Devontae sees from his own eyes in film what it is, and he just letting you know. He's, that's all he's doing. Well, he letting you know that Baker Mayfield ain't like that. We got the best dude going. Listen, I, w- I want to play that audio again and get into a whole Odell conversation, Devontae Adams conversation. Coming up, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. That Devontae Adams sound that we played for you last segment is so good. I have to hear it again. I want to do a whole segment around Devontae Adams talking to Odell, pitching the Green Bay Packers to Odell Beckham Jr. Here is Devontae Adams. I'm pretty secure in, in what I bring to this offense and this team. Um, and I know what his mindset is based off what he just came from. He'd be happy to deal with, you know, whatever at this point. I mean, he had one catch like six yards in his last game. So I can guarantee you we can get him more than that over here. So uh, as long as he's good with two catches, 12 yards, we should be straight. <laughs> Shots fired. You know, it, it it's interesting because a receiver, as I said before, we recognize – the situation. And it's not necessarily shots fired. I mean, I, I mean at Baker, not Odell, obviously. No, I, yeah. no of course, yeah, yeah, clearly. Course, just to let um, people know. We recognize dysfunction, bad quarterback play, bad play calling. And we are, as a receiving DNA, we are unique in a sense that we will let you know who is at fault. 
right? It's like, that's what we do as receivers. And OBJ goes to Green Bay. They're going to be fire. Fire. But I would say this. He won't get 60 balls thrown his way in a game, but he also won't get one. And I think Devontae Adams is speaking to that and letting him know, I'm secure in my position. I'm getting the bag. I ain't worried about it. My film speaks for itself. But at the same time, there's room for us to improve with a guy like OBJ. He can eat two and still get his bag next time around. So come on board with us, Captain, and be a part of it. And I remember, Jay, when I was uh, playing for the Jets and I went to the Pro Bowl and we were in Hawaii when the Pro Bowl was actually good and in a nice place. And I was having, at this time, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' defense was fire. They had tons of players in the Pro Bowl. Everybody you could think of it was the Pro Bowl. And we were sitting down around the round table, and they were recruiting me because they, you know, the trade rooms. You know, our trade room is mm-hmm. like, oh, man. So everybody was like, man, you got to come to us, dog. You go, you going to eat. You go this. And, you know, I'm like, and Dungy was the NFC coach of the Pro Bowl, you know, and he was recruiting me too. Like, yeah, we going to feed you. We going to do I'm like, yeah, that's where it's at. You ain't got to worry about it. And then Antonio Freeman was a Green Bay Packers receiver, and he was over there too telling me to come to Green Bay and play with him and far. I was like, nah, this one sounds way better than that one. And that's what's going on with Devontae and OBJ. But I feel like how you get recruited matters because me personally, like teams are telling, oh, you're going to be the guy. Like I want to go to a team where I can do my thing. But also, like, I want us to do our thing. Because the more we do our thing, the better chance we have of winning a Super Bowl. So when I hear Devontae Adams say, yeah, you know, two catches, 12 yards, joking around, it's like, all right. Like, I like that. Like, you're an alpha. I'm an alpha. But you're telling me that there's room for two alphas you're here. You're so right. And that works. You're so right, Jay. What I love about that sounds so much from Devontae Adams. So game, recognize game. Yeah, I'm, I'm secure. real, recognize real. Exactly. He's saying – Look, I'm a baller. You don't have to worry about me. So are you. Just come on. Let's let's go get it. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's he's not worried. He's like, and plus, plus, where you're coming from, one catch for six yards. Yeah, you're getting at least twice that. Like, in other words, however much other guys got to get the ball, ain't going to be as bad as over there. It's not going to affect me. And I think that at the end of the day, it's not even game recognized game. I think what it is 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 I'm not selfish. And I'm a team player. And if you're going to help me win a chip, something that I don't have, then come aboard. It's not even about the money. It's not about any of that. It's about I'm secure in my position. So a lot of times in professional sports, and Jay knows this, there's a lot of jealousy, hate, envy of people. And so even in the real world, even in our business that we're in now, but in this situation, I'm embracing you. But that's what I, that when I say exactly. game, recognize game. I mean, Devontae Adams, is the, it's implicit. He doesn't have to say it. He's like, look, I'm on the top most level. He doesn't yeah, have to say anything. Yeah, we do it, though. Yeah. So, so, so that dude right there, come on, that Odell can play. I'm not worried about it. Let's go get it. I love that because he's, he's recognizing Odell's value and not stressing it. A less secure... Oh. A Yo. less secure dude with less game than Devontae Adams might be 
feel a little different. Yeah, but but if a dude is less than Devontae Adams, he ain't even going to speak like that, though. Yeah, no doubt. Then he ain't saying. even going to step to the podium. So yeah, as he yeah. asks yeah. a question, first thing is, oh, you know, we, we're okay. I think we're, you know, it's up to the coaches to do everything. I, I'm out of it. He's going to give you that whole, no you know doubt. what I'm saying? No, <laughs> no doubt. You, though, and I know that we just went through all this stuff with Aaron Rodgers, but when you, just like, as, a, as a former player, when I see teams that are extremely confident and sure of who they are, it doesn't err on the side of cockiness. And I know that maybe a little bit people could say, well, with Aaron Rodgers, a little bit when he talks about some of this other stuff. But just talking about on the field or on the court, damn, this is the kind of team you want to play for, man. Yeah. This is the kind of team you want to play along with. Well, Guys that kind of, hey, sharing this confidence with us. This is how we see ourselves. It's not like we're answering questions about who the quarterback's going to be or how are we going to make it work here. It's about whether we're winning a damn Super Bowl or not. He, he, the Packers probably, in my opinion, give Odell the best chance to win a Super Bowl right now. Yes. And he'd get enormous credit because he might, if, he, if they get over the top, he'll get credit for it. it smells Chiefs, that way, though. Yeah. The Chiefs but the, are the, the team the that chefs, would be the most fun to watch him on to me. The chefs, though, as they say, you know, the little thing that they wrote on the little commercial. Um, they, they are right there with Green Bay. As a fan key, I would want, like, it would be so much fun to see him and Tyreek and Kelsey and Mahomes getting him the ball, that whole thing catching fire. Oh, it's just Green Bay is cleaner yeah. based on where cleaner. they're at right now mm-hmm. in the team. And the, it just looks cleaner. Kansas City, though, is not far behind. He walks into Kansas City. See, Green Bay is a luxury pick for me. It's a luxury. Yeah. It's 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 They could do it without him, maybe. Yeah, yeah. they could they could kind of be okay without him. Kansas City is a need. They need a guy who's in the third spot because Miko Hartman has not panned out at the level in which they hoped. So when I look at Kansas City, I'm like, they could do some special stuff with him. They really can. And Andy Reid can handle him. I don't know that Matt LaFleur understands who that is coming into the locker room. Any slight concern at the way that Patrick has been throwing the deep ball as of late? If you're OBJ, you have to – I'm not saying that's going to be something to make you lean in a different direction correctly, but directly, but still, like, just something to think about. No, because OBJ does everything else other than the deep ball. That's straight talk, straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise – Either one he goes to, if it's between Green Bay and Kansas City, oh, it's going to be fun. We're asking at KJ and Max on Twitter. Sorry, yeah, KJ and Max on Twitter. Who is more likely to win an MVP going forward? Aaron Rodgers Me. or Russell Wilson? Be a part of KJM Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed or call in line 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. College football's back, so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Aaron Rodgers never winning an MVP again? Is that just his reputation right now, or is that reality? We'll play rep versus reality next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Promise we're going to play reputation versus reality but evan what did key ask you in the break <laughs> yeah so key asked me if he'd ever gotten an mvp vote in the nfl and so for the the award that's that's recognized by the nfl which is the one i looked up the ap award he had not mm-hmm. however your dad was supposed to take care of that though yeah Jeez. he only adds the he only adds up the votes he doesn't actually you know uh, stuff the ballot. That's why he was Maybe there was malfeasance. That's why he was no, he wants to strip one in. Yeah, right, he easy. wants malfeasance yeah. is what it is. Yes, he wants some malfeasance. However, in 2003, uh-huh. Keyshawn Johnson did win mm. the Keep Chopping Wood Award for the, the player who hurt his team the most. That hurt his team the most? Keep Chopping Wood Award. Keep Chopping Wood Award. Who came in second? Who came in second on that list? Uh, Key's former teammate, Drew Bledsoe. Oh, who came in third? Wow. Former Giants running back, Tiki Barber. Yo, this is a baller's list so far. Who came in fourth? Owen Poachman. Oh, all right. Not okay. even sure. All right, you never mind. Me. Top three are pretty good, though. Yeah, I don't even know who that top. is. Who was that? Huh? We're uh, going to keep moving on because, <laughs> because <laughs> this, this Keep Chopping Wood Award is amazing because Keyshawn played in the Super Bowl the year before, right, against uh-huh. the Raiders. Uh-huh. The Keep Chopping Wood Award for the worst coach of 2003, mm-hmm. Bill Callahan. Also coached in the Super Bowl against John Gruden. Uh, the most overrated offensive player in the NFL was Terrell Owens that year. Okay, who However, was second? Keyshawn Johnson. <laughs> oh, was wow. I? <laughs> who was third? Who was third? No, was I second? Donovan McNabb. Okay, you're, you're in between T.O. and McNabb. Jeremy so Shockey, crazy. Brett Favre. Oh, T.O. Oh, wins. Wins. wins again. Wait, who was sixth? I love I love Keep these going. Bledsoe? Bledsoe? Who else? Ricky Williams. Oh, this Ricky is a ball. This is a baller's list. Oh, Kate Vic. Manning, Tom Brady. What? Wow, that is worse than Max's take on Tom Brady. You want to be on that list. You want to be on the overrated list. Mark Bolger and Steve McNair. Bolger's the worst dude on the list. He's pretty good. You said the late Steve McNair? Yeah. These lists, like lists like that, I don't even know how people allow them to put these lists together. Here's my favorite. Nevertheless, nevertheless, Key, you won. Do you want to make a speech? You want an acceptance speech? No, I think that. Well, Key came in second. No, no, no he, but he won, he won the chopping wood. Keep chopping wood. Keep chopping wood. Key, go ahead. I'm this is your... looking at me and said, no, but I We're won like, the Jay, chopping wood. Jay, <laughs> Jay, this is Key's moment. He's sorry, accepting I'm his sorry. keep Jay chopping wood award for a long time ago. to have a moment, Wait, though. That's the whole show. It's little, your name little, at first like on a, top of the show. What are you like talking about? You know, my little brother, man. I just allow, you know, the little brother, the guy that's always 
coming into your room when you're on the phone. You know, hey Spike, guy. hey Spike, remember doing? the commercial? Hey, hey what Spike, are you doing? hey, hey, what are you doing? The two dogs, hey, can I the little one. Hey, 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 Spike. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, that's interesting though. These lists, can though, I chop wood too? The, like, who in the hell puts these lists together? Uh, this, I find them fascinating. This is though. the best part of the whole thing. <laughs> the most overrated defensive player award went to Warren Sapp. With 52% of the vote. Next closest was Ray Lewis. Actually, almost 53% of the vote. Next like closest. Got, Next so first closest of all, was Ray just to be Lewis. overrated, you have to have a big How are you going to be overrated and you, both of those idiots, won MVP defensive players of the years? I think Ray might have got it twice. I love that. You're the only dude I know that can compliment oh, and man. backhand slap somebody at the same time. Yeah, so, there's some sharp in it. Both yeah. the, you know, that's the, he just said, what did I do? Both of those idiots, idiots. who won defensive <laughs> Well, they are football-playing yeah. fools, well, both part, of those part guys. Of me calling them idiots because I can because I'm close to both of them. <laughs> Sugar Bear nickname is Ray. Ray Lewis's nickname is Sugar Bear. And we're really close. And then Warren Sapp, we're close, but we're not really close. And he's one of my former teammates, so I can call him an idiot. And he won't uh, he won't be offended by it, although social media will now put that out there. Yes. As Keyshawn called him an idiot. And then I will be trending for the next couple hours. So, mm. so the great part about Warren Sapp winning this defensive, most overrated defensive player of the, of the year award in 2003, 18 years ago, was that he also received three votes for most overrated player on offense. Well, he played a little offense with us, though. He was good, though, too. On offense? Man, he did the Beyonce shake in Atlanta. We put him in goal line. He scored a touchdown. And, you know, the Beyonce little yeah. – you remember she was doing the, the gyration? Well, by the way, Warren Sapp had that low center of gravity, <laughs> man. Again. What, what was it? I don't remember what it was. <laughs> but like the, he started doing a little Beyonce thing. <laughs> we was like, say, man, we don't want to see you – Six yeah, that feet, right. 300 pounds, whatever. Everybody was trying to do that back like, in the day now. It was like, come on, Sap, man. We don't need to see that. That ain't what we want to do. Let I know where Sap was five, getting those dances man. from. All right. Yeah, so, he so, was per capita. So, Keith, you had a reputation for keep chopping wood overrated, but that was not reality, right? So let's go. How's this for a segue? To reputation versus reality. Doing your job, coach. Go ahead, right. uh, Evan. Yeah, here we go. So the first question comes from our our. Uh, affiliate in Cleveland, uh, ESPN 850, uh, their host, uh, Emmett Golden, had an argument with one of his hosts, Gerard Cherry, who we've had on the show, both of them, about is Odell Beckham Jr. a malcontent? So is that reputation or reality that OBJ is a malcontent? I think I I actually think it's a reputation. Um, I was called a malcontent. Okay, I've seen Terrell Owens being called a malcontent. Chad Johnson, malcontent. I, I've watched A.B. malcontent. And this is a word that, I, and I hate to do this to the media, but this is a media-driven narrative that is set by a position of outspoken players, in particular wide receivers, that happen to be African-American. And I'm going to keep it 100 with you. This is something that gets on my almost said it with the F word, nerves. Because I don't like when people use that. I jumped on Max yesterday, I believe, when you used the word malcontent on our conversation. I was like... With whom? What, what, who's we, we were just, you, you said something well, oh, about... Oh, because I think AB is you, one. You said I don't it, think Odell is. No, you said it about something on our call or whatever, and, yeah. and I was like, no, that's not... Because it it rubs me the wrong way because that's... It triggers that is, you. Personally. Yeah, it triggers yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's not true. Trigger words. It's full of... Well, well you hold, know on, hold on, there, there are players that are malcontent. The reality of it is I, there are people that are malcontent. I, OBJ uh, is the, not the whole, one of those people. The, right. the, the, that is... 
in fact correct, Jay. People, but I hear what you're saying but about use it black, on the people receiver, that yes. it is. I want to define the word for a second. The way people want it to be. Yeah, I want to define the word for a second. Um, when someone says malcontent, they're not simply saying someone is discontented, right? Like, OBJ may be discontented. Like, I'm not happy with the situation. That doesn't make him a malcontent, okay. someone who's never happy with the situation. Uh, Antonio Brown, if you ask me, I, he got to the Bucks. It's a perfect situation. His career was over. It was, uh, uh, AB has, has been a malcontent. He's been a problem where he's gone. Odell is not the same thing. But he thing. was not a problem wherever he's gone. Well, that's he, not he got true. his way out of Pittsburgh. He got, he his, got way his way out of, out of Pittsburgh. You Oakland have to know. But, but see, I'm too and, – and I don't want to – we got to go too and I don't want to turn in. this. I'm yep. too plugged in with the whole situation. I'm Max. talking about his social media too, Keith. Yeah, but that – Always he, making a problem. He, look, he's done some stuff yep. that I and you both do not like. And I'll slap him upside his head every single time for doing it. Here's what I would say, though. When you are in a situation in Pittsburgh and you see it clear with your own eyes and you know what the hell it is, you voice your opinion. He understood fits, exactly I, I, what I hear that what you're is. Saying. With him, but it fits the pattern. People will try to turn it into something based on what he did off the field, and others did the same thing, and they brush it under the, the rug. I get the it. Fuel but, on the but fire does not let's help not the situation. Let's, move it. let's not go into that rabbit yeah, down that rabbit hole. Let's just said, say let's Odell is not a malcontent. He's not someone who's no. just unhappy with yeah, everything. I just yeah. don't yeah. like. I don't like that word because they act like you just all of a sudden just blow up the building and it. Yeah, I, I don't really yeah. chaps your ass. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm not playing golf, Jason. Let's moving on. Rep you triggered rip. key, Evan. Vest. Yes, you you done got me fired up at 6:43. Good, it's my job. Rep versus reality. Mike McCarthy is a clueless head coach. Is that his reputation or is that reality, Key? That's his reputation. Guys won everywhere he's been. He's only been in two spots, but <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> he's won in Green Bay. At in the end, it's not for long. We all come off the assembly line at some point in time in our careers. Max Kellerman will soon start to forget names as he gets older. Jay Will will forget names as he gets older. I will forget names as I get older. We eventually come off the assembly line. I think it is simply a rep and not reality. This guy has this team headed to the Super Bowl right now. He has them on the way to a Super Bowl. I think it's also rep, Jay. I think that uh, I, whatever you think of McCarthy, wherever you put him, I wouldn't call him clueless. Clueless, yeah. yeah clueless I wouldn't call him strong. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's rep. Ryan Tannehill is a game manager. Reputation or reality, Max? I think that's reality, but it's not a dirty word. You know, if, uh, if you can win a Super Bowl with an athletic guy who can move the chains, make good decisions, and be big on third down, and that's really what it's going to come down to for me, guys. Can Tannehill be big on third down when it counts most? If so, they can go on a run. It, it is certainly Man. reality. Yeah. There's no question about it. Um, he is a good quarterback that could potentially win a Super Bowl if, in fact, Derrick Henry is healthy and gets back into the lineup. There's nothing wrong with being called a game manager. I think people look at it because when you say game manager versus some of the top four or five quarterbacks in the league, it looks like something degrading. But it well, because people want to say, oh, well, or he's a bum. Or people are, I'm like, oh, actually, he's not a bum. Like, he, like it's like a, a mid-level point guard. He's still making $80 million over four years. He's just not making $170 million. Yeah, that makes him a bum. Over- you know what I mean? Like I do. Being a game manager is still a great thing. Are you a game manager? I, 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 no, no. I'm a, I'm a scoring point guard. Sorry. Mm. But I can also distribute the rock. That's how it is. I see you. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I see All you. Right. All right, like last, Jay Will at Duke. Mm. Last one, guys. 
Matt Nagy is the problem with the Bears. That reputation or is that reality, Jay? Reality. It's reality. Mm. Y'all can say what y'all want. It's been the mishandling of everything that's led up ultimately (laughs) into this point. And look, I want to see Matt Nagy succeed. But there have been a, a ton of questionable decisions that he's had around the quarterback, how he's handled the media. And when I look at the leader of my franchise, I think I will be in agreement with a lot of other people it's a reality with the way he's handled everything up until this point. You know, it, it is reality, and I hate to, to do a coach like this that is still in his job, but I believe strongly that Matt Nagy and the Chicago Bears should part ways at the end of the year, mm-hmm. even if Justin Fields continues to play well, because I don't think that he's the right guy for the job moving forward. For when, when did Justin you come Fields. to this conclusion? I, I, I'm, I've always kind of felt that way, but I didn't want to say it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I kind of – I always felt because I, I let Jay fire the dude. I don't want to – I haven't fired him. I've just been openly stating about how I dislike some of the decisions he's but made. But the fact again, that he's again, bringing this up now again, means something happened. Again, I would like to say I let Jay fire him because I just wanted to give him a chance to succeed, but I clearly – have come to a different point of view based on when he wasn't there, the quarterback seemed comfortable and happy. And it ran a ton of different options and offensively. It just felt like, okay, you know what, man? This may be best for the Chicago Bears. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Finally. Let's bring David Kaplan into this conversation. And Cap. Cap- and also, Cap convinced me. Oh, you guys, oh, on well, this extension talk, Cap. This there extension talk. Cap, you talk key season. into it about Matt Nagy being the problem in Chicago. So let me ask you point blank. Is that reputation or is that reality? It's reality. He got, he's got to go. A, a nice man. Super guy. You'd love to have him as your neighbor. There's a snowstorm and you're laid up with the flu. That dude shovel your driveway. He's a great guy. He's got to go. He's been here long enough where the – Offense, which is what he was brought here to modernize, is 29th, 30th, 31, 32. That was a big deal the other night. We moved from 32 to 31. <laughs> Got to go. Don't ask Cap to shovel your driveway if there's a snowstorm and you have to. And, 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 you know, I'm on with Cap every single week, and we had a conversation the other day. And when he told me that people inside the building and around that he knows I'm not in the building. He's basically in the building. So I have to take my lead from him. And he basically told me, and correct me if I'm wrong, Cap, that no matter what he does, people want to see him Mm -hmm. depart the Chicago bears and go do something different. Maybe work at, some stationary store or something, but not coach Jeez. Justin Fields moving you forward. No, I get the I got the distinct impression over the last month or so that Jay is kind of in the building. <laughs> Jay, that's the the impression I got is that you you're a little bit in the building. So Cap, what's been the reaction to how Justin Fields, or should we call him JF as of now, uh, has been playing over the last couple of weeks? People saw the halftime and went, we look awful. And then in the second half, this kid is playing like a champ. I mean, making big-time throws in pressure situations, and he just looks like 
I'm figuring this thing out. I've got all the talent. And people that I know who know this situation said, look, we like Matt. He's a really good guy. We like Ryan. We have got to change the direction of what we are doing. And so I truly think they're going to make a coaching change at the end of the year. Now, there's eight games left. They got Baltimore here after the bye this week. They've got to play the Packers up there. They got two in Minnesota. They got Arizona here. They play on Thanksgiving against the Bad Lions team. If you tell me they go seven and one, I guess that he could change the narrative. I don't see that happening. And I just think they need a new direction. Hey, Dave Cap, uh, Scotty Pippen in the flu game and questioning whether or not. Michael Jordan's flu game versus his back game on however many points he scored was more egregious. Which one would you think? What, 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 what do you think about that? Which one is, is more, I don't know, harder to play in being a bas- ex-basketball coach? Is it the flu? Is it whatever the case may be? Here's what Scotty said. Is it easier to play with a herniated disc or to play with the flu? They always say the worst injury to have is a bad back. Well, I don't see many uh, bad back games, but I do see (laughs) flu games. Flu, come on. Hey, Cap, it it seems to me, I mean, obviously herniated discs would be more difficult, right? But it seems to me that, like, I've had herniated discs where I can't stand, I can't walk, I can't move. It's even painful to lie down. It couldn't have been that bad, or 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 how can you play? So I would agree that if he indeed had a herniated disc and was trying to play, that's probably tougher than playing with the flu. But neither is easy. But the sad thing is, in my city, and I am literally right downtown right now, looking at this amazing skyline, that Scottie Pippen is perceived as a wildly talented, bitter, bitter man, and he's become a a joke here. He really has. He's become a punchline where people are like, okay, why couldn't you just come out and go, hey, man, I was there. I know how sick Michael was because I helped carry him off the court during a timeout because there's video of it. And it was amazing. But it, I feel like I don't get enough credit for playing with a herniated disc. Well, what both of us did was very difficult. Like he's tearing Michael down Ended one of his interviews saying, yeah, I'm the I think with Michael Strand, I'm the greatest. No, you're not. You're you're Robin. Batman is Batman. And I don't understand why he wants to sully his reputation in this city where people love that team. It's the greatest team we've ever had. And now he comes off as this bitter, you know, just it's just well, sad. He's a cartoon character. Well, Cap, it's apparent that he is bitter. It's apparent that, you know, a lot of things have happened over the years between him and MJ that he would come out and feel the need to, to, to be this way. Now, look, I, I disagree with a lot of things he says as well. I'm, I'm with you. But don't you think that, you know, he does have the right to tell his side of the story about how he felt things have transpired? But a lot of it, Jay, is of his own making. Michael wasn't the guy that got stopped on Ohio Street with a gun in his car. Michael wasn't the guy that said, with 1.8 seconds left, you're not calling it for me, I'm out, not doing it. Michael wasn't the guy that couldn't answer the bell with a migraine. Again, it may have been a horrible migraine. I don't want to get him, and I'm thrilled I don't. But all of these things, Michael wasn't the guy that signed a long contract, was warned by the owner many times. Well, well, Pippen refuted that, Cap, though. Pippen refuted that last one. He said Jerry Reinsdorf never told him 
not to sign that contract. I heard, I heard that the other day. That's a, that's a lie. That is an absolute lie because he has confirmed it before. Mm. That is a lie. Wow. Jerry told him, don't sign this deal. You're going to regret it, and we are not allowed to renegotiate deals. Just telling you, he look, he's comes off awful in this city. Hey, it's sad. Uh, thank you, hey, Cap. Hey. We're up against it right now. Hey. We got to fly. Appreciate you jumping on. Appreciate Three you, Cap. Three-time MVP you. whose hey. MVP days are over. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.